The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org or in person at Citizen, our nonprofit coffee shop and program space, located at 3636A North Mississippi Ave. We're open most days, 9 to 1. And be sure to check out our website for upcoming movie screenings and dinners with local media makers. I'm Rachel Miller Howard. On today's show, we're joined by Kaya Sand, who is the executive director of Street Roots. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. We are excited to have Kaya Sand, who is the new executive director for Street Roots. Congratulations on the gig. Thank you. Now, you're a poet and a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that lead you to be the executive director of Street Roots? Well, um, I have always been involved in community organizing with my poetry and my art, and I've always been really interested in how a creative mind can approach social problems. So um, I think about how we have to have a really, that right now our problems of income inequality, of poverty, of um, homelessness, exceed our imaginations and so we have to have an excessive civic imagination in order to um, uh, find a million solutions and i want to talk more about that i mean you you have a you have a magic show you created about the financial collapse and and you've done very uh unique approaches to social issues but let's let's um let's get rooted in street roots Mm -hmm. I did not mean to say it that way. <laughs> Let's talk about street roots first. And and I think, uh, you know, most people in Portland are familiar, at least in a passing acquaintance with street roots. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you've been to Powell's or QFC, there's somebody there, always very politely, uh, uh, selling street roots. And people know it as it's a newspaper. And, and But there's that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me what Street Roots is, and explain how it works as as a, um, a community support platform. Sure. Well, uh, Street Roots, um, we have a hundred and seventy vendors who could be experiencing homelessness or poverty. I mean, and or poverty, and they buy the newspaper for a quarter, and then they can go out and sell it. For a dollar, um, so it's a way that people can walk in the door, go through orientation. It's low barrier, and just find a way to start earning money. That said, I'm really happy the way you describe them as polite because I think I'm really proud of the the way in which uh, vendors see themselves as ambassadors. It's something we really promote this this idea that by treating people well, that they're helping not only 
themselves sell papers but actually all vendors and all street roots and I really feel that actually at street roots this sense of being part of something larger um, I feel like the vendors you know the vendors are very supportive of my work they're very supportive of the work of everyone on staff because they know we're all trying to make a, a quality paper that they can be proud of um, that they can go out then and and earn um, an income. It's been around for 20 years. Next year, that'll be our anniversary, so stay tuned. Um, and actually, about five years before that is the Burnside Cadillac. Um, so that, interestingly, in the kind of poetic circles that, that create street roots, I was a staff reporter for the Burnside Cadillac uh, two decades ago and um, and it was in the same office as Street Roots it was run by an editor named Sharon Pearson who was running the vendor program by herself it was just a small one at that point it was a monthly and then in in the beginning of 1999 um, volunteers uh, took the baton from Sharon turned it into Street Roots and we've gone monthly to bi-weekly and now we're weekly that I mean it's it's all incredibly impressive uh, what Street Roots has has done, what it's become. I want to can can we zone zero in on one of those hundred and seventy vendors? Sure. How long do vendors normally stick around? Because the idea is not that this becomes their lifetime job. Right. This right. is a transitional job. Right. How does what's can you talk about the lack of better word gestation period of of that job or? How that how that works? Well, I think you know some people do stay for a number of years, and part of that is I think also the community that's part of Street Roots. There's a way in which um, I see Street Roots as a kind of connector between people, and that includes then folks who are really isolated by their poverty. So by being a part of something like Street Roots, often there's that layer to it too. Um, and then right, some people are able to get themselves stabilized. Um, you know, in housing, and then they can go on and find a new job. And that's, of course, ideal and beautiful when we see, you know, we have, I think most folks when they're working in areas of uh, people experiencing poverty want to run themselves out of business, right? So, I mean, the better everyone can do, um, the better we're doing. Just to, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, when you're asking about individual vendors, you know, we have one vendor who, um, He's amazing, and he's um, you know on the he's in his uh, eighth decade. Is that right? So he's in his seventies, and um, and he sells a lot of papers. He has to make his daily hotel rate of fifteen dollars. So that is one of his goals, right? Is that he needs to come up with that money every day. So I think that's really um, helpful for some of us in Portland that are seeing a whole lot more money come in the door just to have that sense of what people are up against the fact that you know we live in a city where you if you earn minimum wage you cannot afford an apartment i mean this is you can work as hard as you possibly want and it's still not it's still not panning out i'm going to pull back the reins yeah. on that idea for a little bit <laughs> yeah. for, for later because that is that is obviously a a, a massive pressing idea about where does uh, income inequality land right now in Portland's history? Let's keep talking about street roots. Before we went on the air, though, Kaya, you were explaining that as executive director, you actually don't have uh, a, a real role with editorial content. Is that right? That's right. It's a it's a great model, I think, and that the executive editor Joanne Zool, who has been the executive editor for fifteen years, so she's really been. Uh, 
you know, creating this a newspaper with a lot of journalistic integrity um, all this time. Uh, she reports directly to the board, as do I. So there's a firewall between my work and the editorial content. Um, so that is because I do advocacy and I do development work. And so both of those areas, of course, one would not want to have um, influence the editorial content if you want to have journalistic integrity. I write a column every week, um, but that's coming out of the kind of advocacy work that I do. Um, but you can still talk about the editorial content. Oh, sure. I love the paper. <laughs> and and, and I, I think one of the uh, misconceptions about Street Roots is that it is a newspaper often about uh, poverty and homelessness. Mm -hmm. And that's not entirely true. That is not entirely true, in part um, because I think that the former executive director, Israel Bayer, um, who was there 15 years, very beloved, um, and Joanne Zuhl, um, really saw how they had been trying to get news around homelessness in the larger you know, conversations in our city, but suddenly other newspapers, the Mercury of which you are so strongly a part, you know, the Oregonian, Willamette Week, started really paying attention to issues around homelessness and housing. And once that happened, Street Roots didn't need to be carrying that heavy load. And in fact, it's really helpful for Street Roots to be having a wider breadth of coverage around social justice issues, environment, uh, prison informed, safe sites for injection, you know, trying to create safer spaces for addicts, um, on and on, right? What All these different areas that we can try to make sure people are really informed about, um, in part because that's actually really helpful for the vendors. I mean, there, our vendors are whole beings, right? Poverty and homelessness doesn't alone define them. And they have all kinds of things that they would like to talk about. And when they're out on the street corner, they do need to be, you know, they're often engaging people about the news. We don't want them to have to all the time talk about homelessness and poverty. Kaya Sand is the new executive director for Street Roots. Um, let's take a quick music break. You brought in a Stereo Lab song. Do you want to say why? Oh, sure. Well, I, um, let's see, that was 2005. My husband, Jules Boykoff, and I had a radio show actually in Walla Walla, Washington, uh, that we covered poetry and politics. And this was our theme song. Because there is a line in it, all the creativity we must find. And I love that idea of finding creativity, going out there, right, and saying we can be, we can think about this differently, we can organize in ways that we haven't even thought about. And that's a, a kind of, you know, anthem for me in this work. It goes back to your question in the very beginning. Why, why a poet? Why, why is a poet sort of finding her way into this space? Um, I think uh, that we do have to have a very large civic imagination. I think people all around the city care. Um, and so it's finding very creative ways to get people plugged in to uh, addressing homelessness and poverty.
That was Stereo Lab. This is Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm Phil Bussey. I am sitting with Kaya Sand, who is the new executive director for Street Roots. At what point do I stop saying new executive director? Well, that's a good question. Well, I only started December 6th, and I think I'll carry that on for a while. Actually, it's very helpful to, <laughs> to be new for a while, because right now I'm doing a lot of listening. And and, and is is Israel uh, Bear, who had been, as you said, the executive director for 15 years, he he really was a inc- he is very incredibly likable person and his personality really uh, played into the organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that I would think is a blessing and a curse as an, as somebody stepping into uh, sitting at the same desk. You know, I really see it just as a blessing. I mean, my the transition with Israel was incredibly beautiful for the whole month of December. And I try to not contact him now because I need to let him be free. Um, but he is always there. And I, 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 well, this is revealing. I did, we were in conversation just recently because I said, Israel, I have silent conversations with you every day. Um, because of course he is the other person who really understands this job. And I, I, I see it as really just this privilege to get to continue basically a story but of course and stories have to change and so I'm a different person and I think that always is helpful for the organization to have just this kind of new era but not letting go of of who it is and and who's been significant to the organization all along. When I think that the timing of it and the timing of the idea of a new era is um, very critical um, given that Portland is also going through its own growing pains and, and at the past the beginning of a new era. We're in a new era mm-hmm. in Portland, and that era is not necessarily the most comfortable for uh, poverty or mm-hmm. for homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, this is It's such a big question to ask, but what's your assessment about homelessness in Portland? Well, yeah, um, where to start with that? Um, we, as a city, I think we're, we have to really learn how to see ourselves in a, in such a way to plan who we are so that people in poverty are always centered and they've been always on the margins whenever we are defining this idea of Portland and who we are. And what we've seen is that it's just become then uh, uh, such a big problem that homeless people are now very visible and I I am glad that the f- issue of homelessness um, is incredibly visible because of course we don't want out of sight out of mind um, so yeah that um, we what how I see it is I see a lot and there's a lot of passion a lot of anger in neighborhoods and my previous year to coming to Street Roots, I was doing a lot of community organizing with a group called Right to Survive. I helped them start a program, an, an ambassador program, in which I, uh, we would bring housed and houseless people together so that housed people would learn from houseless people. And then we would try to situate it in constructive uh, thinking. Like, how do you actually make a neighborhood more hospitable to the health and rest of houseless people? And um, I think I... I see the kind of rage, I see a lot of fear among people who are housed, um, but I hope always that they can see that actually the people that they really need to be uh, concerned about are the, the, the folks who really have public safety um, 
as their daily struggle are the people who are living on the streets. The amount of violence that they're suffering and is extreme, you know. So, um, so I guess what I would say then is thinking then about all these different ways in which we have to step up, and we could talk about that, um, is that I hope that people don't just feel defeated and turned off and angry when facing issues of poverty and homelessness. I hope that they see it continually as a challenge to be the their best selves and that for us to be our best city, um, that we can actually um, indefatigably <laughs> work on this problem. And it, it is tough. I mean, I think as as um, housing becomes more expensive, as things just even as simple maybe as finding a parking spot becomes more <laughs> difficult, people start to become, I think, naturally more territorial. Hmm. And and I think that, that that can be a difficult mentality in a city to be welcoming uh, and inclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I do hope that folks can remember that the daily struggle of being extremely poor in this city means that just the very fact of, like, it's difficult to find a place to go to the bathroom, to dispose of your waste, to get a shower, um, the daily, I, and, and I, I don't want to be self-righteous about this because I, too, can get uh, very upset about the mundane everyday things, but I do want to recenter the conversation always on the poorest of our neighbors. Um, the idea that we are one civic fabric, and when pieces of that fabric are weak and 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 frayed, then all of us need to care for that. Right? That that should matter to every single person in this city. Where where, where does this social this idea your personal idea of social justice come from? I mean, did you was this something that was uh, how you were raised? Is this something that was just uh, always a seed inside of you? Where where does it come from? That's interesting because um, I think about that actually. My brother runs Yellow Brick Road, which is uh, that does a street outreach for youth in our city. He's he he's my hero. Um, you know, my mom, who my parents were journalists, but my mom now is um, she runs a Thanksgiving dinner at Saint Philip, uh, Philip Neary Church with new seasons for people on the streets. My husband has always been really involved my daughter really cares um I think you know part of it actually goes back we have this matriarch in our family who died only a year ago my grandmother Marjorie Leahy and she was homeless and lived precariously a lot in her childhood and actually she was homeless in a hotel uh in near where I work in Old Town but it's on Southwest Pine and Third and I try to walk by that once a week um life got so difficult for her as it does for our you know many 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 school children who are homeless in our state um so that she actually ended up dropping out of high school taking her brother and another boy who was homeless on a bus and trying to start anew again in Los Angeles um, so I think the fact that that was always woven into to to our lives like the fact that then she really really cared about the stability and housing probably on for her it was more on a family level but for us it then spread out to the fact that this informs everything that we do I'm going to um, shift gears a little bit. I want to talk some of the nuts and bolts um, of your job. And, mm-hmm. and the print media is a tough business right now. And it has been for the last 15, 20 years. Where, so, so part of your job is raising money. Where, how, how is Street Roots financed? So Street Roots, um, yeah, that's, 
I, and I, I love the fact that you're bringing this up, thinking about the media institute that you run and the m- many conversations we can have going forward. So we're financed a number of way, but ways, but the majority of our money actually comes from individual donors. I mean, the $10, $25 checks, which is amazing. But it actually, I think, connects to kind of the role that Street Roots has in terms of a connector because all these people care about and know about Street Roots because they have interactions with vendors. We have 170 vendors around the city. So just getting those checks in, uh, one after another after another. Um, we also we have grant funding. Um, we're really grateful right now. We have Collins Foundation grant. We have a Meyer Memorial um, Trust. We have two uh, grants from them, and one of them is is financing a rural housing initiative over the next two years. So I hope people really pay attention to that. Every issue, um, you know, we're going. We have reporters going around the state trying to make sure that people locally are informed around the housing struggles people have around the state. Um, yeah, and do you want to address the print the print media? Absolutely. Piece? Okay, um, I I think it's so interesting and so compelling to have a print newspaper at a time when a lot of my news, of course, I'm reading through apps, and uh, the re- you know of, there's a compelling reason why it's a print paper because we have vendors selling it. And beyond that, we're then putting forth the idea of relationships, right? The idea, I mean, I think at at the heart, Street Roots is about connection. And so we want people to not be isolated, but to encounter people across differences of socioeconomic status. Um, So there's that. I also feel like we're making a claim on the public sphere. Like the idea that news still can be exchanged on our sidewalks of our city and that that matters news matters journalism matters good journalism matters being informed matters talking about news matters talking about news across socioeconomic status matters so i am i am sort of smitten actually with being part of a, a paper newspaper at the very time when most of the paper newspapers have gone away that tactile transaction and especially for street routes mm-hmm. where there is somebody who you are handing a dollar to and you're getting a newspaper back is is incredible and it and it's so much more than uh, pressing a button on your phone of of seeing somebody eye to eye I think it's so wonderful that street routes uh, carries that model well and it you know I I noticed I've been working um, quite a bit the last 15 years in university classrooms and I noticed in recent years how the younger generation actually got better and better at sort of the physical the material like really caring about you know actual books at the same time they're just better and better at the digital and I I had this realization that wait maybe some of the detritus is going to fall out maybe the stuff that we're not doing as well can fall away and we can do digital well and we can do printed matter material items really well and and uh, what is Street Roots' social media strategy? Well, we we um, care about social media because, of course, we want to make sure that our journalism is getting out there. So we are, you know, we use Facebook, we use Twitter, especially we use Instagram, and uh, fortunately, we have a, an amazing Jesuit volunteer who uh, is what I'm calling her, what the minister of Instagram, because she, <laughs> in her age profile, does understand Instagram even better in terms of how the the, the images really can matter for what we're doing um so we 
we're, we're, we're very, uh, we're having a continual conversation about social media because I think that is something we want to make sure we do the digital side well. Last question here, but what is, what's the next chapter look like for Street Roots? I mean, I know that mm. you, you are just at the beginning of it, taking this new position, but um, any, any teasers that you can give us for the next <laughs> chapter? Well, I do say, you know, do please read the paper and follow our Rural Housing Initiative because I think that's actually a really exciting thing that's happening journalistically. Um, I would say what I've, I'm very struck by is in addition to being a kind of connector, I see Street Roots as very, very agile in conversations around homelessness and poverty in Portland. Um, we sort of move between the spaces like water. And I think some of it is our vendors. The ven- Our vendors are so adept at doing this. Um, and I, you know, I feel like in my own job, I'm moving between very extremely different situations throughout my day um, and hearing a lot of different conversations. And so I'm always trying to think, how do I take all of this and and communicate it to Portlanders who care um, and how do we as an organization do this? How do we keep our agility um, in such a way that we can have a, a, a continual and meaningful impact on the ways that our city uh, um, can address homelessness and poverty? Kaya Sand, Executive Director for Street Roots, uh, thank you for all the great work you're doing. And you wanted to go out with one more song. Yes, um, I'd like to uh, have uh, emphasize Swoon 23. One of our uh, volunteers was with that band. And so this is kind of a shout out to her, Megan Pickerel, but also to all of our volunteers because we have so many uh, volunteers and so many supporters in Portland. So I think that's always an important part of who Street Roots is, is, is that we are many. This is the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Special thanks to Laughing Planet for supplying food for our last dinner with a local filmmaker, and to Winderly of Vineyard and Winery and Stormbreaker Brewing for the delicious libations. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer and editor is Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in. Bye,